Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together. Wonderful to open up God's Word for another day and see what he has to say. We're turning through to Luke chapter 6 again, but as always, before I read our passage, let's pray. Father in heaven, we do thank you for another opportunity to turn to your Word, which is living and active, which is powerful, and which brings change. And we pray that as we turn to the teaching of Jesus, your Son, that you would indeed, by your Holy Spirit, cause us to see and prosper from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 6, picking up at verse 37. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher. But everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but you do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the log out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. One of the uh, sort of chief marks, often, of a zealous new Christian is that as they receive the teaching of Christ and as they see the different kingdom ethics that we looked at yesterday, is that they begin to apply it with vigor and especially begin to apply it with vigor to the people around them. The the zealous new Christian will discover that there are certain things they ought to be doing. For example, honoring the Lord's Day. And what they will then do is begin looking around them at all of the people that are not doing that, and they'll try to fix them. Or they'll complain and murmur about the Christians that don't live up to good Christian teaching. Another way you see this played out, not just with zealous new Christians, but with most Christians, is a temptation to hear teaching and think to ourselves, I really hope so-and-so is listening. Maybe you've found yourself at times thinking that way. You hear your minister preach. Maybe you hear me preach. And you think to yourself, well, I really hope my wife's listening. Or I really hope my child's thinking. Or I really hope my dear brother so-and-so is thinking. I was reminded of this again recently when after preaching a sermon, a brother came up to me and said to me, well, that sister really needed to listen to that message. And my response to him was, Brother, that sermon was for you. Of course, the sermon wasn't just for him, as you and I both know, 
But the point was loud and clear, right? The teaching of God doesn't come to us for other people. God's teaching comes to us for us. And so as Jesus has been teaching kingdom ethics and speaking about the kingdom, we now come to what we might call kingdom focus. As the teaching comes to us, how are we to respond? What are we to do with that teaching? Because one of the temptations is to take the teaching of Christ and to use it as like a, a ruler to measure all of the Christians around us to see whether they're living up to the standard of Christ. And Jesus addresses that right on the noggin in this section here. He shows us, in a nutshell, that the first place we are to look is to ourselves. How am I living in the kingdom of God? And so he says, judge not, you are to judge not, and you won't be judged. You are to condemn not, or you will be condemned. You are to forgive, so that you will be forgiven. You are to give, and it will be given to you. With the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. In other words, don't immediately start judging those around you to see if they're living up to the standard. Ask yourself if you are. Am I living up to the standard? Judge myself first. Don't condemn those around you because you believe they're not doing what they ought to do. Start by looking at your own heart and condemning yourself. Don't ask why the other people haven't forgiven you. Ask yourself whether you've forgiven them. Don't wonder why the people around you aren't being generous. Ask yourself if you are. Instead of wondering about the measure of others, consider your own measurement. Consider how you live and how you stack up according to the kingdom of God. And Jesus reinforces that, doesn't he, with this parable. He speaks of the blind leading the blind. Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher. But when everyone is trained, he will be like his teacher. What's Jesus talking about here? He says, well, the, the man who thinks he understands but truly doesn't, he, he's like the blind leading the blind, right? He's a brand new zealot or he's a young Christian or he's a seasoned Christian. And he's so busy running around to the blind, telling them how to live while he himself is not doing it. He's attempting to fix everybody else without beginning in his own heart, in his own life. She's running around trying to disciple the disciples while she herself has yet to be discipled. Of course, the, the point of this, again, is Jesus saying, set your focus upon yourself and ask if you are walking in accordance with God's will. And then he Finishes with that amazing uh, parable, doesn't he? That saying about the log and the speck that we're all so familiar with. How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye. It's a comical picture, isn't it? Your brother has this tiny thing wrong with him, this tiny little speck, and you've got this enormous plank in your eye, this huge log sticking out of your eye, and you're so busy focusing upon the lives of those around you that you fail to recognize there's this enormous thing in your life. And even though it's kind of comical, it's true, isn't it? 
It's really easy to fall into that trap, to be so consumed with considering the behavior of those around us that we fail to recognize the sin in our own life. If we were far quicker to take up a magnifying glass and a mirror and look at ourselves, I think we would actually discover there is a whole lot of logs in our lives. Pride, selfishness, anger, unforgiveness, quickness to judge, bitterness, envy. The reality is our lives are filled with sin. Even though we've been forgiven, even though we're washed clean by the blood of Christ, we are still in the flesh, are we not? We're still bound up with the old man that we need to put to death, that we might walk in newness of life. And so before we rush to try and fix all the other broken individuals around us, we need to start by fixing ourselves. Now, of course, this doesn't undermine the, the need for judgment, because God's given us judges, hasn't he? He's given us elders. He's given us rulers. He's given us ministers of the gospel who are to do this very work. But even they must first begin by examining their own hearts. And so the Apostle Paul in Galatians would say, be careful when you go to confront a brother in his sin, lest you yourself fall into sin. Because at the end of the day, the last thing we want to do is end up becoming, as verse 42 says, hypocrites. Take the log out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to take out the speck that's in your brother's eye. It's not that we don't confront our brothers and sisters with what's wrong. God knows we need that. God knows I need brothers and sisters to gather around me and confront me on my sin. To challenge me on wrong thinking. I've had that many times in my life. And what a blessed thing it is when a brother or a sister removes the plank examines their life, and then comes and challenges us. And may we do that for one another. May our focus be first introspectively to consider our own behavior. And having done that by the Spirit, with his enablement, go and help others. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you that you have given us this teaching that we might learn to focus upon changing ourselves. And we pray that you would help us to do that. For we know, Father, that you delight to sanctify your people. And so we ask, work in us by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.